Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's not too late to execute and control the line of scrimmage. Welcome to a Coachisms edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hartigan. You know, this time of year always gets me back into that football practice state of mind. Coaches are just yelling shit at you all day long. So I'm going to try and sprinkle in some Coachisms throughout today's show. 0-0 ball game, gentlemen. With us as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny. Why'd your team have to play their ones and embarrass Jamel's commander so badly this past weekend? This is what we do every season. Andy Reid says he's going to play Patrick Mahomes the, the whole first half. And then, you know, he gives him two series. Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes scores two touchdowns and then it's over. You can all go to sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, trust the process. Do your job. Hey, we got Washington Commanders fan Jamel Johnson on the show. Jamel. How much do you blame Carson Wentz for the Mystics' first-round playoff exit? I'm giving him about 50% of the loss. I think if he wasn't on the team, we probably would have some better perimeter scoring uh, down the stretch of that game. We probably could have dealt with Sue Bird a little better. Uh, Most of this is on Carson's shoulders. (laughs) Uh, Hey, joining the show today, uh, becoming a preseason tradition, a man who plays to win the game. You know him from out of pocket and no chill with Gilbert Arenas. Josiah Johnson's on the show. Thank you for joining, Josiah. How you doing? Thank you very much. Appreciating your coachisms. Glad to be back on. Let's get it going. <laughs> hey, the last time you were on, uh, I think we found out you're a Raiders fan. And yeah. you, you shouted out the Rams as well, because you said Angelino through and through. But since the last time we had you on, the Rams, or excuse me, the Raiders uh, had a scandal. They still managed to make the playoffs. But where are you in your Raiders fandom these days? Uh, you know, I've been busy doing a bunch of NBA stuff, so trying to lock back in and get back into that football mindset mentality. Uh, excited to see Josh McDaniels now running the helm. A little disappointed with some of the news we heard this week about other potential options they could have had come through and really bolster the squad that uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Davis and his bowl cut weren't rocking with and Gruden was kind of putting – Gruden still hating even from the afterlife, but here we are. Um, so I had a question for you on that too where you're saying – refocusing from the NBA because I know that's a big part of kind of your media output and uh, your social media output as well. Um, Is football season its own thing? Is it the same kind of, you know, methodology that goes into the way you approach football versus basketball, or is it just kind of shooting from the hip at all times? Uh, You know, like, like sugar free always said, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So, you know, I do take breaks when I'm always watching, you know, lurking in the shadows, seeing what's going on. Obviously basketball is my bread and butter, love NBA Twitter, but NFL Twitter too. I'm kind of like Deion Sanders, like spray the Jerry curl juice in, hop on, (laughs) hop on the helicopter and I'm bouncing back and forth between multiple sports. So football (laughs) this time now, and obviously even, you know, basketball still, you know, KD kind of has kept us all in through all this entire summer, but when it's time to lock in for football for these first couple of weeks till training camp starts with basketball, I'm all in gung ho trying to, you know, get these numbers up and create some engagement. Yeah. And KD is settling in just in time for football to start. <laughs> we'll see day to day. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, okay. Let's get into this thing. Uh, Danny, we start every show by talking about what we hated about watching football the week before. I don't know if we call preseason football real football, so it could just be something you hate about the offseason, but why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I mean, it is preseason related. It's something that we all understand. We all suffered through the football dead period during the summer where 
all we had to subsist on was baseball and laughing at Kyler Murray. And, and now I realize, like, after this second preseason game, there's actually another little dead period that we have. If you think about it, where you know you're not going to see the starters play anymore and the teams are just kind of hunkered down, prepping for the season in secret while you're sitting around with, you know, I'm just going to say it. This is, this is my term for the week, football blue balls. Uh, that is, I, I worked on it. That is the best name for it. Blue footballs doesn't work <laughs> if you want to workshop better ideas. But that's, that's as close as I could come to the right, uh, to, to the apex joke. Uh, you know, it's after a grueling summer, football, you feel like it's back. You know, you're finally like, you know, I'm ready to go. Football's like, I'm ready too. It gets into bed with you. You're fooling oh around with some training camp videos. Oh God. Then mm. things start getting hot and heavy with the first preseason game. Your team is showing you some hot new plays. Then the second preseason game where your ones play at least a quarter, you're at full mast. I'm watching us kick the shit out of the commanders. I'm all the way, I'm, I'm online buying an NFL Plus subscription like it's not a scam. <laughs> and just when you're about to bust, the NFL's like, all right, see you in three weeks. <laughs> It's brutal, man. I'm telling you, like, metaphorically speaking, I've got nuts like the blueberry girl from Willy Wonka right now. I have I have never been more juiced up for September 11th in my entire life. I mean, it's true, man. It feels like the season started. I'm, I'm wearing a jersey right now. This thing should not be out of my closet for another month, at least, like you're saying. Like this... Well, that's your everyday wear. I mean, you wore that to your prom. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It is true. I do like to rep. I have a nice, you know, closet full of Eagles uniforms. Uh, I do think there's one Texans jersey in there for some reason somebody gave me. But uh, yeah, it's you can't wear this shit year round. So now's the time. Three weeks, man, or two and a half weeks, but still an interminable amount of time for those of us who only love football. So there's three weeks, and then there's a break. This, well, is the, this is the buy two. So we've okay. got with a whole summer, we had to deal with no football. Then you get a little football. This. Uh, is excuse second... me. Are you are you familiar with? Are you familiar with the USFL, bro? Are you uh, are you alive? What are you talking about? You can't throw that shit <laughs> at me. Now, if you want, if you really want the USFL to work, you should have it during these two weeks. Play the entire season, one game a day. Playoffs start right before this first NFL game. That's actually that you know. That's actually genius. Should be listening and uh, taking care of that. We should probably delete that part and keep that to ourselves. Uh, Josiah, preseason. What do you hate about football? Uh, the thing I hate the most about football is the cuts. Like you know, you got these guys fighting for their their lives, fighting for their careers, and you know, especially I'm just thankful that every team doesn't have a hard knocks. Because you know, hard knocks is really great at building the story up of the guy you know is not making the team, seeing how down and out his life is, seeing how much he needs that NFL bag to get his life in order. And, you know, he's just getting booted and there's nothing you can do. It reminds me of kind of like Major League, constantly checking the locker to see if they got the uh, the, the pink, red, red or whatever it is tag in there. And that means your ass is getting booted. And this is something that, you know, if I'm like a star player on the team, do you even really try to make the effort to even know these guys or talk to them? Because they're not going to be here in a couple of weeks. Like I'm probably just avoiding these dudes in, in meetings, not laughing at their jokes, uh, not not you know just walking right by their family. Kid wants an autograph, probably not giving it to him just because I don't want to sour his life and his experience and have him hate me for the rest of his life because I was somehow responsible for daddy uh, losing his job. But yeah, I just you know it, it's a tough thing. You see all these guys, but also I mean I used to work for NFL Network and I've also seen kind of the bright spots of these things. I think uh, who was it? Uh, Danny Woodhead is a guy who comes to mind. I was working at NFL Network. We used to have to do preseason games. It's probably the worst thing to do from a highlight standpoint because there's no rhyme or reason to the game. But uh, Woodhead was on the Jets at this point. I think he ran for like 158 yards and two touchdowns against the Eagles. And we're all kind of screaming in the edit bay, like, yo, this dude might make something of his life. Lo and behold, he catches on with the Patriots, ends up having a pretty good career. So those are the good things. But what I hate is that these guys are going to end up getting booted, end up getting cut. And at least they get to keep the jerseys, I guess. I wonder if the team takes all that shit back. Like, leave leave the jersey, leave the cleats. And like I said, if I'm a star player on the team, not really trying to know these guys. I, I just really couldn't deal with the, the turmoil every year of trying to forge, like, a good friendship relationship with the guys who end up getting his ass booted, you know, three weeks down the road. Trying to make sure a dude doesn't turn into the Joker? <laughs> the origin story. 
Yeah, I mean, that video goes around pretty much all year round, all year long of the Jets player outside of like their training camp and his key card stops working. He's like, oh, yeah. oh, shit. And like, so that, that one makes the rounds even when football's been off for months. So yeah, that's that, that part's tough for sure. And um, speaking of hard knocks, the Lions are the Eagles week one opponent. And so I'm watching hard knocks with my wife. And obviously now she loves the Lions and she'll be rooting for them week one. So hard knocks, that is uh, <laughs> that's changing minds across. Oh, America. We've, we've all fallen in love with the Lions, right? I mean, they're such a fun team. Everybody on the team. Even Aiden Hutchinson with his weird like family that's definitely done a purge before. Like <laughs> everyone on that is just like so lovable. And, and now Dan Campbell for being like just, you know, a guy throwing coachisms against the wall like a fucking psychopath. Turns out he's good. Turns out he knows what he's doing. And now I love him. <laughs> When you're talking about biting kneecaps and biting nipples and all that, that was probably my favorite, you know, Dan Campbell thing of all time. <laughs> Made me a fan. Bite, bite their nipples off. Bite their kneecaps. <laughs> and his 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 caffeine regimen is pretty phenomenal. I don't I don't think I could ever do it. I had a buddy of mine give it a try, and uh, he was definitely, you know, freaking out and tweaking a little bit. Hold on, about to stop. What what is his caffeine regimen? I don't think I, I know it. It's something ridiculous. Like he drinks like, you know, like two venti coffees, but like all throughout the day, like he's just hitting the shit hard. It's because he loves NCIS. He's trying to be like homeboy from NCIS. <laughs> Gibbs? He thinks he's Gibbs. Is that a Gibbsism? That's a Gibbsism. Gibbsish mm. behavior. Just be lit off coffee. You only say like two words an episode. I thought those crime scene guys had the little like four ounce paper cups though, and they just small little sip, toss it. Oh, that was the nineties, dude. You, okay. you missed a few seasons. I haven't watched for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's different, man. Uh, Jamel, what do you hate about the preseason? Um, I guess it's just guns in general. Like, we've done all of this work to make football safe for the players and women to just be involved in and yet and still someone's going to catch a gun charge. Akeem Tlaib and, and his friend, Danny sent me a video of Akeem Tlaib uh, with a guy with a hammer at a, at a rec league game. It's his I brother. couldn't even watch it. It's, it's his Akeem brother. Tlaib's brother Pretty got sure. busted for shooting this ref. And you can see in the beginning of the video. Now authenticity, not confirmed thus far by SWLF podcast, but I will just say it's a very graphic video in which the beginning of it, you can see the referee in question who took the bullet and it is disturbing if true. And it's like, it's happening all over. My dad is coaching flag football now, like fifth graders playing flag football. And somebody got shot at the Woodbridge, Virginia flag football game. The dude ended up fine, but they didn't catch the guy who shot shot a guy at the at the park and then walked away. Still at large. Football continues to bring this rage out of people. And I say, what's the point of changing the helmets if fools are still gonna get shot once or twice every season? Get rid of the guns, then fix the helmets. Well, the refs used to have guns. So isn't that a counter argument? More guns is how you stop the guns. So we need to give I mean, guns back get, to the refs. You need a good ref okay. with a gun. Okay, <laughs> refs get guns again. Uh, we're gonna give we're gonna give teachers two guns. Oh God! So they so, can spin them like Desperado. So what you hated about preseason is that you're solving America's gun problem <laughs> every year, man. Oh my God, Jamel! Way to bring the room down. I, I commend you for that. You're um, welcome. That is what a Commanders fan is supposed to do. So thank you. I uh, quickly what I hated about football this week: joint practices. Uh, I don't know why they don't happen all season long. If they're beneficial, um, you'd think they would do them all the time. And I guess you're just tired of hitting the same guy, so they have to bust somebody from the state that's closest to you over to your team facilities. But I don't understand the the, the joint practices. It's just your team. It's like worse than a preseason game. It's your team's bare-bones offense against their bare-bones defense. Nobody's learning anything. 
I think Bill Belichick just made this up to steal information at some point, and then we kept it. I don't know. It's just like, isn't football supposed to be war? Isn't that what they always compare it to? That's how seriously we all take it. And you wouldn't have two countries come together on the same battleground to run rehearsals. It doesn't it's a fake war. <laughs> yeah. War practice. We're just feeling each other out. This is what we might run during the real game. Um, but it reminds me of like a football episode of the rehearsal. Like, I think Nathan Fielder could be a pretty good football coach. This guy clearly studies film. He, I think the joint practices are a rehearsal bit for season two. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, football's not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. Uh, that's a coachism to get me out of this. Uh, Danny, preseason vibes. Set the table. Wow, moving moving right along. <laughs> I was, I, I'm still thinking about football being a war and, and – melding that with Jamel's take and just everybody's well, got guns. The reason why everyone has guns is because they, they had one coach read them Art of War and, that, and then you get a Jeep and you fill it with guns. Right. <laughs> I mean, it would be... Focused. I, yeah. It would be nice to just settle all these international disputes that we might have with, uh, with a gun filled football game. Uh, mm. But I don't know if Nathan Fielder would uh, have any idea how to... Last Boy Scout? Issue. Uh, bro, you know you know where I was going with it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. One, one of the most memorable scenes is like, shout out Billy Blanks, uh, the legend. He was not shooting was Blanks, Blanks in that scene. Yeah. But, <laughs> and that's why I also remember it. Billy Blanks. Like, this is the Tybo guy, literally. And it's like, yeah, he did score the touchdown, though. Yeah, He I did mean, change the scoreboard. <laughs> what would happen to the league if that had, if, I mean, are you still playing the rest of the season? Is it like a 9-11 thing where we're just like, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks? Or do you just cancel the entire NFL at that point? It's two weeks. It's two weeks off, man. Max. Well, to answer what you were asking, Dan, uh, earlier, preseason vibe check, we were just talking about, you know, how are you feeling? I mean, two games down, you've seen your team. You've seen the league, you know, there's, there's real shit to take your, your takes from. So, you know, just wondering where everybody's at with their team, with the league. And my thought was actually not necessarily about my team, although we'll get to it, but the vibe I'm getting so far from preseason is that the bills are taking their loss in the divisional round very hard. Uh, That's clear to me. I mean, scoring 42 points in a preseason game Feels kind of thirsty, to be honest. You know, the leagues are the the Chiefs are are clearly camped out so deep in their heads that they feel the need to go and beat up on poor innocent backups to try to get our attention, and they'll take that sweaty desperation over to the regular season. Now they're going to try to destroy every team that they play in an attempt to prove themselves to their father, who is us in this analogy. Um, but we won't even notice because we're going to be too busy methodically winning games with our three tight ends, you know, not even thinking about them until the playoffs when all that pent up toxic masculinity is bound to blow up in their faces. And Josh Allen's just going to be collapsed on the field, sobbing as we cruise to another Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, the Bills, I'm feeling pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on them regular season, but again, you, if you have that much rage and uh, that much testosterone reaches a boiling point, it can only turn into bad things. I think we all know. Says the man whose team pulled out the starters against the commanders. <laughs> we always do that, though. That's every season, whatever hump we're playing against. And we didn't, we didn't put it on you guys. It's 24-14 game. That's not toxic. That's just normal getting your guys ready for week one. Fine. I do think that's a good observation, Danny, that putting up 42 in a preseason game, bit curious. Like, what are you doing? We don't dunk in warm-ups. Isn't that the saying? What are we, like, this is not the time to show out. And I know what we're saying, too, is the backup guys, this is their time to kind of do everything they possibly can to to keep their jobs. But it's suspect, for sure. I don't think I can remember a team dropping 40 in preseason before. I mean, you know, Jamel, we, we let we let your, you know, Sam Howell go out there and, and throw some picks or so, throw some completions. He had a pick, but, you know, they still yeah, like they, uh, you got you got to see your guy do his thing. 
We're not just stifling you. We're not trying to choke you guys to death. We're just trying to get ready for the season. The Bills are taking it too far. And when you're when you're that guy, you're basically the Johnny Lawrence. You know, you're the you're the the gifted, you know, uh, number one seed who everybody thinks is going to win. That guy always loses in the end because his but evil ways catch up to him. All I know is, in my personal life, when I have dealt with a traumatic situation, the way I bounce back is by doing too much. <laughs> It's an intentional thing. I start showing up to open mics in a suit, carrying around a bottle of Don Julio on a with on a carabiner on a keychain. I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to do some things to get out of your body to get out of that funk, man. You got to start wearing silk. Things of this nature. Are you gonna wear now? I know for a fact that you're having a you know you're having a birthday coming up pretty soon. Are you gonna break out a silk shirt? For that event, well, I do have one. I do have a silk PJ Tucker esque shirt that you you might be seeing August thirtieth. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for the pics, folks. <laughs> the Broccoli House Instagram photos will be launched. <laughs> All right, Josiah, preseason vibe check. What are you What are you feeling out there? Uh, what I'm feeling is where the fuck was Tom Brady at for eleven days? What was he doing? I was Thank I was you. hoping it was Mass Singer. Like everybody else, I would have loved to see that. Y'all, I'm just on set chilling, guys. Can't really rock with y'all now, but I'll be back at some point. Yeah, like the dude just took 11 days off. I know he's 45. I know he's old. He's probably like in a in a chamber like Dracula or something. I don't know. Getting getting, getting something taken care of. But where, where the hell is Tom Brady? And the other thing, like we mentioned earlier in the show, is how come Tom Brady and Gronk did not go to the Raiders? You're John Gruden. You get that offer. What are you thinking? But then again, this is the same Gruden who obviously has some questionable emails and some certain things going on in his life, but you get, you you know, two, just two Aryan uh, goddesses to come through and you say, thought, no, it doesn't feel very on brand for John Gruden. He thought they were too white. It's too old. No, too white. You're too white for Vegas. That's, that, that's never happened. Well, that's a good question is what would Tom Brady do in Vegas? Obviously Gronk, you know, he's fish to water out there, but what is Tom Brady going to do? in Cirque du Soleil. Sure, you go to you go to Cirque du Soleil. You see Penn and Teller one time. You ride the roller coaster at New York, New York, and then what? You've got a whole season. He can't eat. He can't go to the M M&M and M store. He can't go to any of the restaurants unless they're full vegan, which I don't think Vegas does anywhere. I don't know if he gambles. What What he do you seems, got? He Vegas? seems like a penny slot. He's a penny slot guy, <laughs> for sure. Oh, well, I just like Aryan goddesses. I mean, I think we have a, a title of the episode now. Um, God bless you. Also, oh I don't know where that came from, but it came. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah, let's. Hey, we'll we'll talk about the title a little bit. Maybe let's not let's not yeah. lean too hard. Well, we like the the theories of obviously everybody knows the mass singer theory that Tom Brady was away from the team because he was performing for a TV show for weeks at a time. <laughs> Um, another theory I've heard is that he's he only came back because I think it was Rappaport or, or Adam Schefter tweeted out that he was retired before Tom Brady wanted that messaging to get out. So this is just a spite additional season that he's doing just to get back at some uh, NFL insider, which sounds like something Tom Brady would do. I mean, I think the guy runs on spite. So he wanted to retire, and now he's playing an extra season. He took the time off because he doesn't even want to practice. He doesn't care about the team anymore. I think that the Bucks are going to fall off. The, so, the O-line's destroyed, and, and this time that he took off seems to coincide a little bit with his center uh, being out for the season, having that season engine injury. So, you know, he might have just given up on the Bucks. So if anyone's betting or fantasy drafting anytime soon – we believe Tom Brady is prioritizing the mask singer over his performance this season. The real story here is when is him and Antonio Brown going to do the, the hip hop hippo. We bring the hip hop hippo back and then Tom Brady will be like what the a rock and roll goose. We'll dress him up as like a goose. And then they do like rock this way together, you know, like a little run DMC. And then Antonio Brown doesn't know the words. 
but he does the dance. Oh man, that's that should sound like a million streams. I, Antonio Brown's hanging out with Kanye right now, according yeah, to his stream. Story. His streams are doing just fine. I think AB is uh, he has a hit on his hands. It seems like everywhere he goes, people want to be around him. He, he keeps finding his way into uh, good rooms and around smart people. So it's like I, I expect AB to be heard from this season, maybe more so than Tom Brady. Well, I, you know, now that HBO Max has dumped all their content, I'm thinking they've got plenty of room on their platform for a Perfect Strangers reboot. Ooh. Tom Brady and Antonio Brown. Whoa. Just are, they dressed like, are they dressed like hip-hop, the hip-hop yeah. hippo and rock and roll goose? goose Absolutely. That was what I was imagining from the beginning. I'm in. Well, we, we already do know AB like stayed in Tom's house for a couple weeks, like when they first got together, right? <laughs> Wasn't he living there? That was the yeah. story. <laughs> Tom, if you're, are you concerned about your kid? If you're Tom and Giselle, are you really rocking with Antonio Brown staying at like what's going on in there? That's why I just want to, I would love to be a fly on the wall for a day just to see what life was like with Antonio Brown as their house guest. It's not like the Sinbad movie with the legend Phil Hartman, rest in peace, but I feel like something along those lines. It's at the very least he's putting his mouth on the orange juice carton. <laughs> <laughs> Butt naked. Yeah, it's like, uh, well, at least he didn't break nothing. Let's just let him let him finish. We got more juice. <laughs> Jamel, preseason vibes. What you got? My vibes in general, it's off. The vibes are off. Getting rid of the fourth game has thrown off my entire mm. axis. I don't know what game I'm supposed to be watching. For 33 years of my life, I knew the starters played week three. Now that there's only three weeks, I'm like, okay, well, okay, they'll do the dress rehearsal week two. Only five teams played their starting quarterback. Uh, Mariota, Davis Mills, Patrick Mahomes. Tell me which of these three <laughs> is wrong here. You and, forgot and Carson Wentz. Man. Wentz, I'm sorry, I can't even. That's a completely different show. Tune into Jamel Johnson's Carson Wentz rants Wednesday, every Wednesday. It's going to be Wentz rant Wednesday. We look like ass. Carson Wentz, it's clear to me that Carson Wentz is going to play five weeks max. I don't even understand why Tyler Heineke is still on the team. I have no idea what's going on league wide. Has anyone seen Tua play? Thank you. And the best receiver in the league is is making fucking hit records. He's got a TikTok dance. He's not even dressing out. I can't keep track of what's going on. I just want it to be the regular season right now so I can watch the Commanders go 7-10 and 10 in peace. Optimistic, yeah. I'd say. Well said. Thank you. Uh, my vibes are that I think the NFL is uh, leaning a little too hard on its influence and how the scheduling is going. Because, you know, we have Baker Mayfield week one playing against the Browns, Russell Wilson week one playing against the Seahawks, Joe Flacco week one playing against the Ravens, and then the creme de la creme, Deshaun Watson returns week 13, to play against the Texans. Not that he has a vendetta against the Texans themselves, but um, it's just interesting that... Oh, and I guess Wentz is coming back to India at some point as well. What? Oh, uh, I don't. I shouldn't have even included him, but yeah, I guess that's a revenge game that we can count. Um, but yeah, Davis Mills to Sean Watson. That, that's the one I have circled. And just uh, Davis Mills, now that you brought him up, Jamal, I, was, I accidentally got onto his Instagram... Uh, recently it's all in black and white and it's all very tasteful pictures <laughs> i recommend it it's a good instagram page nice um but yeah just the nfl is influencing the, these schedules is there something fishy about this all of these former quarterbacks are are playing against their teams i mean it seems like that was part of the the agreement to make it 11 games for deshaun watson i think goodell wanted the whole season pretty badly and Knew he wasn't going to get it after the C. Robinson thing came down. So he was just like, all right, fuck it. 11 games. You come back to Houston. We're going to put all the massage therapists in the front row. 
It's going to be massage therapists get in free. <laughs> and the city of Houston is going to boo the fuck out of this man. It's going to be amazing. That's why we were talking about it on the last show. And we got to keep this rolling. Like, what is that chant? What is the chant that people mm. are going to uniformly chant in the stadium when Deshaun Watson gets out on the field? We got to find that out. Yeah, the Jags fans tried something and it wasn't very good. Uh, and then they had their week two game at in Cleveland. And it seemed like uh, it was split. I don't know if you guys saw some signs that have been going around online. There's some support for, for Deshaun in just the least tasteful ways you can imagine. Oof. And uh, so it's good. They're going to either have a crazy home advantage or like you remember LeBron's first heat season. Anytime he touched the ball, it was just rain down booze. That was unjustified. And now this is Deshaun Watson in Houston is going to be the ultimate version of an entire stadium slash city just hating on one person. It's going to be crazy. Brilliant. What if they just like pump R. Kelly in the speakers? Like in soccer, the whole crowd sings one song. What if they got everybody to do Ignition Part 1? Not even the remix. You think you could find that many people who know it? Absolutely not. But, I mean, well, actually maybe in Houston. Houston and Indianapolis, shockingly, I think they might know it. But I'm workshop. Or what if the crowd's just like, I don't like this. (laughs) We just get a little, we just go college. I'm just spitballing. (laughs) I don't like this is pretty good. I don't like this is, I think, the leader in my clubhouse. It is going to be a real, you know, come to Jesus moment for the uh, PA guy at Energy Stadium to really step up his game with all the different songs. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, what can you get out of a hand job in the music world? I think, you know, up and down. uh, (laughs) What? Oh, I see where you're going. I see where you're going with this. Right? I mean, what songs would be appropriate? We, you know, we got it. We got a few more preseason weeks to work on this part of it too. What exactly would we want to be played? What the chant is? I'm going fine uh, ideas. Mystical's danger because it has so many levels to it in the year yeah. 2022. Um, but also, the PA guy. I was thinking is going to have the challenge of please refrain from throwing things onto the field or shouting obscenities. It's going to have to be repeating all of that the entire game. Or Man, not. It's like a party in the hood. You remember you, I mean, I don't, Dan might've been to some hood parties, but a DJ at a hood party, he would like always play like a song that would get guys to fight. And then he'd be like, Hey, no fighting, no fighting y'all. All right, I'm going to play it, but don't fight y'all. It's like obviously, as soon as you play DMX, we're fighting. So, yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a, a strange season, as they all are. I think the NFL is, is easily the, the strangest league. And just that's why we do the show, because we know this is a bad thing that we somehow are attracted to. It's, it's insane. Uh, we love it. <laughs> wait, Jamal, what were you trying to get me to say? I completely forgot. What are you talking about? There's something like that. Some we love it shit. I don't remember, man. Are you talking about us singing I Love L.A. together? Mm, maybe. Great song. Great song. Yeah. All time. Uh, Josiah, where can we find you this season? Do you have any predictions on the year long? Um, thanks for doing the show. Oh, I appreciate you. Uh, you can find me at KingJosiah54 on Twitter and Instagram. Tweeting all types of almost out-of-pocket stuff. I'm an old man now, so I've had to peel back a little bit, not cross that line. Used to habitually step over it. Now I'm a habitually line stopper. Line uh, toucher. Just mm. hoping that these Raiders can get some favorable calls from the refs, not get screwed again. That would be nice first and foremost. And really just, honestly, man, now that I'm older now, just hoping that everybody stays healthy because, uh, you know, see guys, even Thibodeau, the other game, like I've said, you know, he's going to be okay. And you see the reaction from that legal block in my mind. I'm not a football guy. My career stopped after flag was, was more of like a Byron Leftwich type on the flag football field, though, <laughs> if you can envision and imagine that. Oh, God. But, uh, <laughs> this is a big but, Byron uh, Leftwich show. We love yeah. that guy. Oh, we love yeah. that guy. 
as I look back on my flag football career, it was definitely some Byron left, which little little mobile, but most of the point I was just staying in the pocket. Uh, but, you know, hoping the Raiders can, can pull it out and do some good. Obviously, I'm in L.A., so I want to see what these Rams are talking about. SoFi Stadium, hoping they can improve the snacks there. That was a big issue last year. Definitely like some high school, like cafeteria level snacks there. So, you know, anytime the, the, the food outside the stadium is better than the food inside, it's a little bit concerning. But, uh, you know, and, and looking forward to a, a great season, man. I'm, I'm, you know, Chargers, not so much. But SoFi Stadium will be buzzing this year. Hoping to get to some games, but need that price point to come down a little bit. Play that stub hub stock market. Hopefully we can get some good deals. Stay tuned for me uh, selling Uncrustables outside of uh, <laughs> Gate 220. Hey, if you get that, honestly, we can make a video because that you you will definitely move some units because fans are coming out of there hungry. I'm just going to be real. Yeah, on the concession yes. snap. Please follow Josiah. I'm sure you already are. If you're not, make that happen. Josiah, Josiah Johnson, thank you for joining the show. You just called me. You almost called me Deshaya. Like you're <laughs> about to say, just damn. Dinesh. I almost got Deshaun. Dinesh I got Deshaun. Johnson. <laughs> I almost got Deshaun. No, no, no. And who made? Can we just talk about that sign real quick before I go? Like, did the dad make the sign? The kid? Like who? Did like who? Who? You know, did the lettering and was like. You know, I'm, this is what I'm going to put on this sign, and the internet's not going to completely just fucking, you know, hunt me down and ruin my life. Like, yeah, I just don't know what the, would. The dad did it. The wife bought the supplies and took the picture. Color coded it probably. I don't think he had the, the eye for that. Oh, let's. <laughs> yeah. The color scheme was a little off. I didn't know what was going on. I just wonder what. And now that kid's going to be scarred for life. Yeah, that was yeah. a setup. Is the end game like to become the most hated fan on the internet, or is it to like? Does he think some team official is going to see it and be like, "Let's get that guy some tickets. Let's uh, have the kid meet Deshaun." Like, there's no good outcome. He's thinking if he commits his life to evil, the Browns will win a Super Bowl. (laughs) Being nice hasn't worked since the '50s, so now the fan base is broken mentally. Oh my God! There is a sliver of America that he can become a star in and some people make that choice they decide you know what this is for 20 percent of this country i'm a piece of shit you're a piece of shit make me famous let me try this again josiah thank you so much <laughs> thanks for doing the show sir hey guys a little brief pause to say that today's episode of sorry we love football is brought to you by sports drink it's your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created, I mean, a couple of years, not really new, but it's a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team and our favorite team, to be honest. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social, sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sports drink, spelled like sports drink, but without any vowels, right? So S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, sports drink, that's where they are on Instagram. It's a new brand. They're pulling this show up. If you like this show, you like sports drink, get at it. That's the ad read. Um, Danny, I'm glad that you pointed out in the first half of the show this blue ball period what's the what's the official term blue footballs blue footballs or no blue, football blue balls football blue football balls blue balls doesn't work football, yeah, football blue balls, blue balls is, is so real it's even football blue balls for just news stories it's crazy how this season is about to start obviously we've covered some fantasy stuff there's some preseason takeaways we have hard knocks but there's not that much going on until the actual season starts we're just Fucking scraping around, clicking around NFL.com, SI.com, ESPN.gov, the places that have stories. Yeah, you know, we're trying to give you takes, people. We're trying to we're trying to have some hot takes. We gotta save our season predictions for another week, you know, for closer to the season. We don't have any real uh, you know, any real scoops because Tom Brady's back and out of the costume. So, you know. We just gotta we gotta scrape the bottom of the barrel to give you the guys the hot takes that you're so craving right now. Hmm. Dan, hit us with the headlines. Commanders defensive end Chase Young 
place on the reserve slash pup list out at least the first four weeks of the season. Jamel, instant reaction. Got to tell you, I forgot he was on the team. It's been that long. Well, he's played for three different teams, I think, in his career. The Redskins, the, the football team, and now the Commanders. That's tough for first couple that's, seasons. I mean, that's rough on anybody. Journeyman. Uh, let's keep it in uh, Washington football news. Uh, Washington to retire Sonny Jurgensen's number nine jersey during the 2022 season. Jamal, you remember watching Sonny play. I remember listening to Sonny talk for a good 20-plus years. He's been our radio broadcaster, or he was. He finally got replaced with Chris Cooley. I watched the man get too old to speak to America before my eyes. Mm. Sonny Jurgensen is a legend. He is an institution. Whenever I hear his name, I always think of Jurgens, which makes me think of Jerkinoff, which now makes me think of Deshaun Watson. All correct, Danny. <laughs> also, Sonny Jurgensen has been retired on the Eagles for years now. He started his career in Philadelphia, then went to Jamel's dumb team, which is the unfortunate plight of many Eagles quarterbacks. We saw it with McNabb. Now it's happening to Wentz. Sonny's Dude, the best guys, version of it. You guys took Brian Mitchell from us. Don't act yeah. like it doesn't go both ways. Brian Mitchell is fantastic. I was a big fan of his. We also had Ryan Kerrigan last season. Uh, he didn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> now you know what it's like. Thank you. Welcome to the other the other side of the fence, you little bitch. Uh, okay, Browns. My, Brown. The Browns is Miles Miles Garrett. Wow, what a weird Browns is Miles Garrett on facing Baker Mayfield in Week One. Quote: There's no rivalry there. Do you believe him? Honestly, I do. I think Miles and Baker had a good understanding. Which Baker was? in the city of Cleveland might not have understood each other as well, but Miles and Baker, they were probably two seasons away from a buddy cop film. Now, was he saying there's no rivalry there, or was he saying he doesn't care about the rivalry? Is he like, has he mm. already shaken Baker Mayfield off and has moved on to Jacoby Brissett? Can't be. Come on, man. He was his everything, his guiding light. Do we want him to take Baker's helmet off and attempt to hit him in the face with it? Kiss. If he rips <laughs> his helmet off and they kiss, that's what I, how I want this Ooh, to end. So we think it's going to be the the uh, skull crusher, but then it's actually yeah. a nice little peck. The WWE guy comes up, oh, my God. Oh, he ripped the helmet. Oh, they're kissing on camera like, oh, my God. And that's just Greg Gumbel. <laughs> Greg Gumbel's got a cowboy hat on now. Yeah, this is, all of this is in front of us. Impossible now. I went to uh, Lucha Libre in Mexico City and saw some uh, some wrestling, which is a lot of fun. And anytime the guys would get close to each other, because uh, there's a lot of grappling, you know, the entire crowd would would shout "Beso, Besos, Beso!" Like uh, they so yeah, they wanted them to kiss as well. Um, it's a, it's happening in sports now. We want our athletes to kiss, and uh, I'm glad it's not just here. Week one, we gonna see. Uh, hey, uh, a chagrined Derek Carr. This is the actual article on ESPN.com. A chagrined Derek Carr was asked Tuesday if he was immune to stories about his future as a Las Vegas Raiders quarterback in the wake of last weekend's claim that he had that there was a deal in place for Tom Brady to come to the Raiders in 2020. Uh, Carr said, quote, it is what it is. <laughs> that is that is fucking chagrined right there. That is a chagrined thing to say. I didn't know what the word meant until you broke that down to me. It's like the opposite of a grin. It's a, it's a <laughs> the grin is a frown. It's not good. I mean, he, he's the that motherfucker, right? The story about Brady clapping back on on that on mystery coach, you know, bl- blind item coach who said they were going to keep their starter, and he was like that motherfucker. That's the motherfucker, Derek Carr. There was a lot of speculation about maybe it was right. Ryan Patrick, you know, but now. I think we know now. And it's Gronk who spilled the beans. He can't keep those beans to himself. 
He told everybody at the Big Three celebrity game. Now, I mean, is this is there a greater conspiracy theory that we can foment about John Gruden just like putting a tank job down on the Raiders before they moved to Vegas or something? I mean, like, what was John Gruden's motivation for what he was doing the three years that he was there? It's- to be the devil. I think he was. I think he was trying to send the Raiders to hell. Yeah, I mean, he took uh, all pro DN. The fir- one of the first things he did was like, I'm trading Khalil Mack right now, who's the most popular player on the Raiders by far at the time. <laughs> he brings in Antonio Brown, who, and then allows this fucking circus to, to occur during Hard Knocks. The first thing he did was hip hop hippo. <laughs> it was, was his only act as a Raider. And then. As you're saying, Danny, they get to Vegas and then this scandal comes out. He somehow denies the team Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, who, as we now know, won a Super Bowl with where they landed. So, yeah, this Gruden thing, it could, it could be worse than it initially appears because now they're stuck with Derek Carr. I mean, the fact that the Raiders landed somewhat on their feet with Devontae Adams and, you know, they got a, a, a decent thing going over there is a miracle. I don't know how they managed to lure Devontae Adams away from the love of his life, Aaron Rodgers. But I guess because Derek Carr was, you know, was was the only other guy he would play with, maybe. So there you go. Maybe it was all just to get Devontae Adams. Maybe that was the, the long-term plan all along. Uh, good news for you, Danny. Chargers cornerback J.C. Jackson undergoes ankle surgery. That's right. He's out for a few weeks. We're playing them week two. I'm hoping that because it's a two to four week injury kind of puts him on the cusp of maybe playing in that game, but maybe not. And even if he does, is he going to be a hundred percent? Is he here? (laughs) This is a great one. Lions coach Dan Campbell made the unique decision to empower his players on Monday by allowing them to run practice. Quote, it's their team. I want them to have ownership in it. So the yeah. coach was like, I'm not coaching today. Yeah, he chose that. It wasn't the team didn't decide that Dan uh needs to be taking remedial English courses. They said, you know what? This is this is a choice. I think they took it from him like Camp Nowhere. I that it's all kid shit. It's I love this motherfucker. I mean, the more I watch him, the more it's clear to me. This is the little big league. This is Rookie of the Year. This is the sports movie that we've always wanted with just a guy who's like us, who's our type of, you know, a fan of the game, doesn't really understand it, but knows that it would be fun to do certain things as a coach. Hell yeah, it'd be fun to just sit back one day during practice and just watch the game and not have to coach at all. That sounds cool as hell. So Josiah brought this up, that Kayvon Thibodeau, injury did you guys see the play it was kind of going around online some people were like this is we need to take this out of the game this is as cheap of a shot as we can see basically it was like a pulling tight end came around Thibodeau uh, went to take on the block and the guy went really low hit him right in the shin and uh, it's a block that's been around forever this is a particularly bad version of it he's going to be okay I love Kayvon Thibodeau even though he's a giant he was an Oregon superstar the last couple of years. He's a lot of fun to watch. Um, I don't know. Do you give a shit about that play? Or is that just what the preseason is? Well, Jamel here is the only one, I believe, who's really blocked somebody. So, you know, why don't you take this one? I mean, they shouldn't be blocking at all in the preseason, if we're being honest. <laughs> I don't understand why there's, like, even in full pads. They should be wearing shorts. Because they want to hit somebody. They got their juices going. I'm telling everybody's got football blue balls, even the players. It's time to start removing some juices. Well, then you turn into Deshaun Watson. Is that what you want? Oh no. Uh all season long, baby. For the first twelve <laughs> see for the first twelve games, we are going to be making these jokes. Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watts test positive for COVID-19 will sit out the rest of preseason. He probably gave it to himself on purpose. 
smart. I mean, now you it won't happen during the season. I mean, once you see Kyler Murray with the headset on looking like Andrew Bynum, can we get the man a haircut? Can we just get him a, a hat? Can we get him a beanie or some sort of like a Rasta hat? Anything. I like this theory, actually, that players, smart players, are going to be giving themselves COVID before the season starts. And it might be an alternative, uh, you know, uh, possibility to what happened with Tom Brady. Maybe, you know, 11 days, quarantine length. A little pre-COVID, just so he can be strapped in nice and and sweet for the regular season. Him and J.J. Watt and some other guys had a little chicken pox party. Look, Bezos! Bezos! They, yeah, they made out with Antonio Brown and got <laughs> yes. COVID and monkeypox, unfortunately. Oh. You can definitely yes. get monkeypox from doing the Antonio Brown dance. Oh, that's how it started. If you point your fingers too far, <laughs> it will shoot monkeypox off the tips. Let's talk about, okay, la- last topic, which is an interesting one. The Baltimore Ravens are looking to extend their league record 21-game preseason winning streak. So as we all know, the Ravens don't lose in preseason. Uh, And Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury on Ravens preseason winning streak, quote, I respect the approach. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it always leads to Super Bowls, right? Every year the Ravens have won the Super Bowl. For the last five, ten, however long the streak has been, so real geniuses. What is the purpose of this? Is it just happenstance? They're like, we can't stop fucking winning these games for some reason. Look, dude, if you don't want them to win, how about this? I want pads removed. I don't. I only want shoulder pads. No shorts. No score. You don't even get to see the score. Let's make the whole preseason joint practice. And they don't even play football. It's just a lively game of wiffle ball. Everybody, you know, yeah. they, they, no contact wiffle ball game. There's fruit slices afterwards. Exactly. It, it's come on, man. More of a picnic. Yes. Three weeks of picnics. You wouldn't want to watch three weeks of inter-team picnics, Dan. Don't look at me like that. Joint, pra- joint picnics? You wouldn't want to watch the Panthers in the Jets have a picnic? I pretty much do. That's fucking week one of preseason. That's what we're saying. Just take <laughs> off all the pretense and have them eat some fucking watermelons and some chick and some tacos and chick. I didn't, you know, food. All different foods. You know what I'm saying? All the foods. Jesus Christ, you know, man! Hot dog. Well, <laughs> Get me out of this! I fucked up. <laughs> I have Former no bad Jaguar. at all. Former Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer returns to Fox as a football analysis. <laughs> He's back. Urban's back in our lives, and it's great. <laughs> How, do you think they signed him for less money or more? Did he Ooh. somehow get double just because he coached the Jags for 10 weeks? <laughs> you should get a pay cut for that. You basically quit your job on us. Is there any head co- just to play devil's advocate or John Gruden's advocate, uh, is there any coach that you'd want to hear from more? I mean, I would love to hear his takes on the NFL just to know exactly what idiots yeah. are thinking about what's going on in the, in the NFL right now. You're making some good points. I do. I do need a couple quotes from the man. Explain yourself, Urban Meyer. That's, that's what we want. All right. Well, let's move the sticks on over to the mailbag. You've got mail. Uh, every week. Every month, every season, mail piles into Sorry We Love Football headquarters, and we read three items a week. We could read more, but we're going to read three. Jamel, you want to you grab a piece of mail? Yeah, I'm throwing a curveball. Hmm. Yeah, I got, I got some mail right here. Uh, this one comes to me from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, this is from Amy Adams Strunk. Hey guys, big fan of the show. I am the owner of Tennessee Titans, Amy Adam Strunk. And I hear we got a big Titans fan over there on the show. And I wanted to reassure you, despite some things changing with our roster 
and a couple of failed postseason runs, things are going great at Titans headquarters. You may not know this, but we're the 28th most valuable team in the league at a, at a lowly $2.625 billion. But do not worry. We take this as a sign to speak for our fans who aren't making a ton of money. And that's why I have written to announce our partnership with Marshalls. Marshalls is launching the first rewards app in bargain bin clothing history. And they're partnering with us all season. So stay tuned to the Titans and get locked in for some deals. First on the list is snacks for sacks. Every time the Titans have two sacks this season, you can get free discontinued snacks from Marshall's. That's right, folks. All the stale cheddar cheese popcorn your stomach can handle. As long as the Titans get two sacks in one football game. Also, if you have the Marshall's app, you get free board shorts with every win. You heard it here first, folks. Free shorts that you could never wear around your friends. Shorts that you would only wear if you pooped or peed your pants. For free. From the Titans and the Marshalls app. The deals are going to be changing throughout the season. Download the Marshalls app now and tighten up, boys. Well, that's kind of big. That was from the owner of the team? Yeah, Amy Adams Strunk. Her name's Amy Adams? Amy Adams yeah. Strunk. Strunk. The less hot of the two Amy Adams. Yeah, I think that means her family was drunk on strawberries? <laughs> I'm not sure. Is that what they say in the Grinch song? Stink, stink, strunk? Yeah. To a T. Okay. That's also the Marshall's uh, slogan. So, Is that when, like... Your pants shrink in the wash, but it's the opposite of being washed. It's they shrunk. They both stink and, and shrunk. Shrunk. Oh, that reminds me. I forgot about No No Nautica. Uh, if we if the Titans shut out their opponent, you get a free Nautica item. I like that. That a man could wear around his friends. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna reach into the bag real quick pull out this handwritten letter. Uh, This is a letter from Carson Wentz. It reads, Dear NFL peers and media members, Okay, I can't wait to see where I land on this year's NFL top 100 players list. So far, the top 80 have been revealed, so only 20 players left to go. I'm just grateful to be included, so no matter where I land, I know I'm blessed. Fingers crossed I nabbed that number one spot, though. Signed, Carson Wentz. You know, I don't know what to tell him. In 2018, he was voted number two on this list, if you believe that. Wow. That is true. That's four years ago, man. Yeah. So this year. a different dimension. We don't know where he's going to land. He has 20 spots. What do you guys think? Well, are they doing, is there a JV list? Because he's top 10 in the JV list. (laughs) Yeah, if they expanded to maybe a top 1,000, I could see him cracking the first, the, getting into the 900s. Maybe even eights. I'd give him eights. Oh, Carson, what a fall from grace. Uh, Danny, you want to grab a letter? Yeah, and you know where I'm going, and deep, deep into the darkest recesses of the bag to grab this one. Oh, hey, it's another sad quarterback. Here we go. Hey, guys, love the show. This is Josh Rosen, and I just mm. wanted to get on the airwaves to apologize for the fan, uh, to the fans for my last preseason game, which was so bad that it went viral. It was a tough third-string defense I was up against, but at the end of the day, there's no excuse for going 7 for 20 for 88 yards, especially when you're competing for a roster spot at quarterback for the Browns. I'll probably get cut. And that's my sixth team, so it's probably off to the XFL for me, if they'll have me. If not, I probably can't go into broadcasting because I'm not very charismatic. 
and I'm not even cool enough to get a drug problem than stage a comeback like Ryan Leaf. <laughs> if I decide to have a podcast, it won't do well. This may sound grim, but actually this is a happy letter because I've finally found the love of my life. Her name is Lene Kakua, and she is literally the perfect woman. I'm so all in, I took my bubby to help me pick out a chuppah. L'chaim, boys. Mazel tov to, to the man. Happy for While him. we're here. I'm really happy for him. Just one of the biggest teases as a, a Jewish NFL player we've ever had. I mean, the guy's remember, drafted in the first round. You, you expect more than this. Remember how upset he looked? Yeah, he pulled about Aaron, where he got picked. He was bowling the Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, I'm going to make them all pay for this. It's like, dude, you got picked in the first round of 12 rounds. Yeah, he, and he had that quote about how nine other guys or nine other teams are going to be sorry, and he was. they called him Chosen Rosen. And, you know, we expected more uh, from our people, but – he just didn't have it. Just pretty sure me and Dan uh, got some some tickets, got some Clippers tickets from Josh Rosen as well. Someone, True. someone that Josh Rosen owed money to. I can't even describe to this to you to say. Okay, so we're going to a Clippers game, and Dan's like, I've been on Craigslist for hours. Yep, I found the best deal in the city. We're sitting two rows behind the floor. It's just like it's like a hundred bucks a piece, a crazy deal. Mid no gotta go. And we go, and the guy who's giving us the tickets, it's like a it's a black dude in pajamas. Yes. And there's an Asian woman who seems like his ride. Yeah. She's not talking. She's also not really standing near us, but she's clearly knows him and is watching our situation. They're together. They're together, but not physically. This guy in his pajama pants, he pulls out a phone that doesn't work. He's trying to get us to like, he's trying to walk us into the stadium with a with a phone that doesn't work. But the whole time, he's trying to log into a StubHub account under the name Josh Rosen. Yeah. We had to pull out two different phones. Dan almost had to chase the guy down uh, Figueroa Street. But we, eventually, but we did get in the game. We did we get in. in the game. Were they the good tickets, seats? They the were seats were amazing. That sounds like fantastic. Josh Rosen to me. I made friends with one of the ladies who serves drinks in the uh, rich people section. And it said Josh Rosen on our seats. So uh, we don't know how this guy got those tickets. <laughs> Obviously, Josh Rosen placed some sort of dumbass bet on himself, which he lost. And he had to pay this guy back with Clippers tickets. Uh, so you guys got any final thoughts this week? Uh, I wanted to say goodbye to James White. He retired this season. The Patriots little scat back fantasy yeah. PPR god. He's been on all of our teams at some point. For he sure, is a scrap heap guy that we always somebody he would change the outcome of leagues. And those guys are rare. And you could always rely on on the weird James White fourteen reception game for like fifteen yards. But he just exploded fantasy wise so thanks james white we won't forget you yeah i mean as long as we're saying goodbye my final thought is i'm going to be saying goodbye to an old friend that a lot of you guys might know from listening to this podcast over the years which is my shitty headphones my headphones that provide the shitty sound that you're hearing that ruin pretty much every podcast my voice Mm -hmm is completely muddled or it's cracking or it's something's wrong with something is wrong with these fucking headphones. And it is finally time for me to upgrade. I have purchased a microphone. Now, before today's show, the XLR cable that it requires did not come in. So you will have to hear this one more time. But after this week, I'm going to sound like Jamel. In every way possible. It's about damn time. It is a promise to you that we are willing to put in the time and money to step this thing up. Let's go. Hey, microphone country, let's ride. <laughs> Jamal? Uh, my final thought, uh, why is it so bright in Arrowhead Stadium? 
because the outlook is so sunny. You got to wear shades. Is that what's going on? Every game until the playoffs, it looks like the sun is center field. And this is only an arrowhead. Other stadiums have shade areas and it's just bright as fuck. Uh, it was pretty annoying to watch. Uh, but throughout it all, I saw Carson Wentz complete a pass to Terry McLaurin, and that was enough for me. Take command. Sorry again, Jamel, about the light in that stadium. It really shone directly. Does it seem brighter our... to you? It does, but you know, then sometimes there are those December and January playoff games that just look like utter dog shit out there. So, you know, it's the Kansas City weather. It's highly, uh, 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 it's very contrasty from what you see on the TV. Well, I'm sorry you grew up in the Midwest and had to either be too bright to drive a car or gray and a tornado. I'm sorry you didn't have any middle ground. And I'm sorry to James White for uh, saying his legacy is getting trash fantasy points when he scored the walk-off touchdown in the only overtime Super Bowl in history. So uh, sorry, James White. Oh, he's not listening. 